My next guest has been a meteorologist since 2005 with Met Air and our state meteorological service. She has been at the forefront of compiling weather reports on RT television to the public and to tell us more about how her love for the weather developed and much more. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Michelle Dillon, a West Clare native. Michelle, a very good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dara, and I'm delighted to be on with you, and good morning to all your listeners. No, it's it's great to have you on here, and uh, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us here on the programme. So, as I mentioned there, Michelle, you're a West Clare native, you're actually from uh, Tully Crine near Kilrush, and uh, so you're no stranger to the county, and you came from a farming background, uh, so tell us about growing up in Tully Crine. Yeah, sure. It was a, a great, a great childhood, great, lovely place to grow up. I was, um, from as you said, a farming background, mm-hmm. um, and you're always interested then in the weather. Of course, and yes. Plays such an important part in all the farming and um, business. I went to the local school, Tully Crying National School, um, and then I did went to secondary school then in Kilrush. Yeah. Um, and and going to school, I suppose my favourite subject always was maths. So I suppose that's I and and it's something I always say to um if I visit any school, just to, to follow what you're interested in. You never know where it will lead you. Never did I think that by me following maths that I'd be appearing on the television screens yes. um forecasting the weather. So yeah, so maths was my favourite um, subject going to school. Um, and as a child I was uh, you know, interested in, in outdoors and interested in, in you know, in the weather and how it impacted. I can always remember my father and mother watching the, the television and weather forecast to see if they could be done or you know and, and keeping an eye on it so you know it was always there in, in, in the background um, but I, I wouldn't say growing up that it was um, you know that, that that was the route that I ever thought I'd be going down I suppose I followed what, what I was most interested in at the time and yes. um, because it was maths and science and um, that led me and um, then to weather forecasting in a roundabout way. You had a great brain, so Michelle, for the Mets. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I liked it, so <laughs> I suppose I kind of just did, did, continued on with, with what I liked. Yes, you know? yes, 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 yes. So um, you went down then to further education um, in uh, to college, um, and you you studied applied mathematics and computing at the University Limerick, and uh, you then you went on to Dublin University where you studied financial and industrial mathematics. Um, so talk to me about that. Why why go down that route? I know you said that maths was your favourite subject, but uh, had you anything else to pursue from that? Well, I suppose that was actually on advice that was give, that that advice was given to me to you know to to do that masters in um, DC was a one year masters, so I got it done fairly quickly. There, we, there wasn't a taught masters at that time in UL, so it would have been another two years studying. And I suppose I was nearly ready to get out into the working world at the same time, so I did the one year masters, and then I was. I had enough in of the education for a little while and I, I wanted to get out working. So um, I started working then in IT and um, it was at a great time. I I lived in Belgium for a couple of years with the job that I got for um, um, a multinational um, company that was based in Dublin, but I got to, to work in Antwerp in Belgium. So it was a great starting good, point yeah. to my career. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. So moving on then to the year 2005 and this was... A very special year for you because uh, you joined Met Aaron uh, uh, during that year. Uh, so tell tell me about you know the fir- the first day you joined Met Aaron. What was it like for you? I must you must have been very nervous first of all. Well, it was very exciting. Um, I suppose 
how I even came to applying, it was a friend of mine who'd done the same courses as me in, in university. She saw the job advertised with Met Erin and um, she was saying, Oh Michelle, um, you know, we could that was that was one of the applications all of of our of our um, courses. So I suppose I said I'd go back to the maths as opposed to the computing and applied for the job and um I got it. So yeah, the first day then was exciting heading in to Glasnevin um and uh, meeting everybody and got to meet all the the, the famous faces, got to meet Gerald yes. who became my boss and then of course Evelyn is the head of forecasting still. She's about to retire so got to meet meet everybody and um, and then I spent the first year um, doing a master's in UCD then um, and before I became a for- train, before I started training then as a forecaster and, then in 2006. And Michelle, yeah, I mean what what's what had you to study then you know to in order, in order per, to pursue a career in in meteorology so again there's a lot of, of there was a lot of maths in the meteorology masters that i studied so i put the background the basis of our forecasts and um, so we use numerical weather prediction models to, to, you know, to help us forecast the weather. And the background of all that are these complex mathematical equations. And then we have these big, huge supercomputers that run these mathematical models for us. And then we analyze the output. So I suppose it was to learn all about the background of yes. what goes into making a forecast and to study those mathematical models and see the, how the whole thing works and then see where we as forecasters then come into the equation. Um, so we're looking at all that output and analysing the information. So, so I suppose I was doing look, looking at all that in the, in the masters for the first year, and then I started work training then um, as a as we say a bench forecaster. So I was sitting with the forecasters down in Shannon Airport, yes, um, learning the tools of the trade. So for three or four months, sitting down with them and seeing exactly what went into the in, into the day to day and night to night job because our forecast yeah. our job is. Um, you know, 24 hours we're, we're shift workers so I work nights as well as days Very good very good did you enjoy did you enjoy the, the, the whole experience of working below or working with Shannon Airport I should say Oh definitely and I, I still do Dara so I suppose my I'm, I'm with um, Met Aaron for the past 18 years so oh, right, okay. um, yeah so I, I do a mix so I work as an aviation forecaster still so for the first so 10, 11 years, I was nearly mostly an aviation forecaster. And then I expanded to also include um, the broadcast, the broadcasting as well. So I have a lovely mix between the aviation forecasting and uh, the general forecasting with the TV as well. And what's lovely also is that I can still do some of that um, aviation forecasting work out of Shannon. So I still get to work um, at Shannon Airport in the, in, in the lovely Banner County. So I yes. get to come down a good lot as well. So Very that's good. great. So nice tell me, um, how did you join, or how how did the yeah how did you join um, RT the RT weather team back in 2016? So back in 2016, and um, so, so I did um, a screen test um, for RT. So every now and again, RT will ask for more forecasters to do um, a screen test to see if they if you'd be suitable or not for for TV. So I suppose I came from an unusual situation in a way in that I was an aviation forecaster um, mostly, but um, I had great encouragement from from management, um, from Gerald Fleming and Evelyn Cusick to give it a go. So I gave it a go and RTE said, yes, we'd, 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 we'd like to train you. And um, so that, that was it. So I got in then, I got some training then um, for 
a few months and then I started on doing some of the pre-recorded um, forecast first. So there's a forecast that goes out later on in the night around 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. So that forecast is usually pre-recorded. Yes, yes. So that's the one then that I would have started on. And then I started doing the afternoons and then eventually on the bank holiday, October weekend in 2016, then I um, started my first live um, broadcast. So and that was... Sorry, Michelle, is, is, is it very competitive to try in to try and get into that sort of a job? And so, like, there's, um, so there's a small team of forecasters in a way, and I suppose not everybody, um, you know, it, it doesn't suit everybody to want to go on the TV. It yes. suits some people. Um, so, yeah, there would be a good lot of interest from the team of forecasters. Um, so then RTE will choose, you know, after a screen test, who they'll, who they'd like to, to go for it. And I was just going to ask, I mean, which brings us to our next question. Can someone, you know, present the weather on, on TV or join Met Aaron without having studied meteorology or any other subjects that would be considered necessary? So you can present the weather on RTE. Um, yes, so and, and, that, and that is, so we have the RTE weather team, so it comprises of the, the Met Aaron forecasters and then, then the RTE weather presenters. So the broadcasts are presented, you know, it's a combination. So earlier on in the day, the RTE weather presenters present the forecast. So Met Aaron send the information to the um, to the RTE presenters. So, for example, on a day that I'm um, working on TV, the first part of my day is preparing forecasts and charts for the RTE presenters. Mm-hmm. They'll be presenting then, say, the four o'clock broadcast, the five o'clock broadcast. And then after that, then I'll be taking over my own presenting. But, so that's just so to answer your question. So you can you can present the weather on TV as a presenter. Um, but to be a meteorologist with Metair and um, yeah, that's that's a different story. So there's different jobs, you know, within Metair and like forecasting yes. and there's the research into meteorology but yeah a scientific background maths or physics um, would be the, the requirement to, to, to become a forecaster and meteorologist and, and I, I mean it probably has changed since since you um, arrived Michelle but it has have you to be a certain age too to join the, 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 the meteorology, meteorologist service and um, there's well there's you you need your your leaving search and your qualifications in maths or um maths or physics um, and after that yeah there's no there's no age no age very good yeah. yeah yeah um so tell me michelle how do you go about putting together a weather report to publish on tv radio etc on a day to day basis Okay, so it's a lot of figuring out, Sarah. So um, the main thing, the first thing you need to know is, well, if we want to predict the weather in the future, well, we need to know what's happening now. So the first part of your day is looking at, or the first part of the job is looking at all the observations um, around around the country and further afield. So you're looking at satellite information, you're looking at the clouds, you're seeing what way the clouds are approaching and you're looking at the radar, seeing where the rain is now, see where the showers are now and you're looking at then all the observations of pressure, temperature, wind and cloud heights. So you take, you, you need to build a picture of wh- what the weather is now and that's, so I'm doing that for myself and the same thing, the computer models are compiling all that information as well. And so they need to know the, the starting point as well of the atmosphere to run that to run the computer model forward in time. So that's what I'm doing then as well. So I start to look then at the information coming out of the computer model. So they're saying the rain is here now. 
it's going to be it's going to have moved 100 miles in the next trial and I'll just I'll analyze all the outputs from all the computer models and then I need to figure out then how to what that information means so I'll be deciding then well um, where exactly showers are going to pop up so I'm trying to do my best job in that and I suppose then with all the information you have what you need to do then for a weather report on TV is create some charts to show that information and then um, to come up with the best way of explaining it um, so that the information that I have is of use to the general public. So it's a way of kind of filtering down that information and to, to get the, the main points out yes. to the viewer. Yes. So so a lot of kind of analysing lots of information in the earlier part of yeah. the day and then creating the broadcast chart. So the charts you see on TV, so I'll decide what the best way of showing um, the forecast is. So I'll say what charts I need for for such a thing. If it's going to be raining, I'll show the, the rainfall predictive charts. Um, if there's a storm coming, I'll be showing the various wind speed and the, the storm arrow. So just compiling all that and then figuring out the best way to say all that. So I don't write a script as such for myself. I just, because I'm filtering all the information, analysing it all during the day, the story is it gets into my head and it's, it's yes. really telling a story. So that's the kind of the best way have, you know, the, the story, you know, kind of maybe summarise it in the beginning, tell the story and summarise it in the end again. So um, say what you're going to say, as Evelyn said, exactly. and, say it, and say it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, so I suppose that's it. And kind of in a, a story, I suppose, just that people can follow. Um, so that's the main thing, because there's no point in us forecasting the weather and, and everything if we can't get the information out to the public yes. and for them to make decisions on it. And, that, and, and, and that's what all our forecasting is about and the warning systems to help people prepare for, for the weather and to yes. plan ahead. So, so overall, from start to finish, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, it, it, takes, it takes a couple of hours to, to, to do that process. It, it takes, yes, you're, you're all the time analysing and you're all the time yeah. updating the information because the computer models are continuously um, running and they'll be updating um, so we'll get different runs of the computer models in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, forecasts can change. So we're always, we're always, you know, keeping an eye on the latest information. So, so I'll start my day, the day that I'm on the TV, I'll start the day at um, 1.30 and the first part of the day is analysing the information um, and for coming up with the forecast. And then, of course, I have to prepare some script and charts for the TV and the RTE presenters. And then I'll be busy then preparing my own charts. Um, and then I'll be continuously looking at the models, continuously looking at how the forecast is playing out and is it, is it going according to plan? Is the computer model any little bit off with, the, with what we can see is actually happening, happening and adjust the forecast then according to that. Yes. You're all the time yes. looking at the latest information, looking at the latest satellite pictures and all the observations coming in. So we have, a weather, we have weather observers, so as colleagues in Shannon Airport and they take recordings of the... Um, various weather elements every half hour and the same um, the other airports and different stations and then we have automatic stations as well so you're continuously looking at what's actually happening now um, to see does it verify what the forecast yes. you're giving and yes. um, what you were saying is that actually happening and then you're taking that forward in time then again yeah because uh, as, as you as you kind of said it there i mean the weather can change of a shot so michelle as you know the irish are great for talking about the weather and many people particularly those who work in uh, agriculture depend on an accurate uh, re weather reports so 
I suppose the, the real difficult question is, have you ever got a weather report wrong? And if so, how have Met Aaron, you know, made sure to prevent it from happening again? I suppose people need to bear in mind um, the nature of the the weather is that it's a chaotic system. So we can only forecast so far ahead. And sometimes the weather is easier to predict than than other times. Sometimes we can forecast with certainty, um, maybe out to seven or eight days. And other times it's even quite difficult to to forecast. Um, But we use lots of... um, lots of answers to come up with the best predictions. But there has been huge in advances in weather forecasting in the last number of years. So from when I started, I'd say a five-day forecast now um, is as good as what a three-day forecast was back then. So we've had huge advances in the research and also in the computing power. So all that has led to, to greater advances in forecasting and better forecasts. Yes, and of course, there's you know we have our weather app now, the Metair and weather app. So I'd advise people to keep an eye on that. There's great information. You have the radar. You can look at your location, and it's hour by hour, and you can you can look at the information for your for your area. Yeah, no, because I, actually that that brings me on to my next question because I came across an article, um, in which the headline was. Uh, Met Aaron's Michelle Dillon on why we should never trust iPhone weather. Um, you said in the you said in the article that it was vitally important. You know, we ditched the unreliable weather apps that we've co- all come to rely on. So, what what do you mean by this, uh, Michelle? Um, well, no. So I suppose our weather app is tailored for the, for the Irish weather. So the Metairn app will be using the information from our local model, what's called the Harmony computer okay, model. Okay. So you know, so other nations they might be based off an American model, but the with the Irish, um, the Irish Metairn weather app is based off the model that that's relating to to yes. Ireland. So it's most accurate for Ireland. So um, yeah, so to the Metairn weather app, and you can get the the forecast information for your location. Yes. Yes, very good, very good. So before uh, before I let you go, I have I have two more things to ask you. I mean, climate change, as we know, is a widely spoken um, topic, and is a huge threat to the planet and and every form of life on it. And the future from science scientists is not so pretty, unfortunately, in terms of the weather patterns we might see. So, would you be able to briefly tell us, Michelle, what our weather here in Ireland may look like in the future? Yeah, so our our climate is warming. So we've seen um, globally over one degree increase in temperatures um, as compared to pre-industrial levels. And Ireland's temperatures have mirrored that. So it's one degree warmer in Ireland now as compared to 1900. But we need to 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 slow it down and keep. If we don't want it to go above 1.5 degrees. Um, yes. But it is continuing to warm, so we need to warm, so we need to slow that down. So current predictions are, you know, with with this warming trend, that we're going to see more extreme events, so more extreme rainfall events in Ireland, um, and droughts as well. Um, so we're not so sure on the wind. That's that's more more research needs to go into that for for the storms, and then we're going, of course, then more flooding um, as well, and then droughts as well. So with with, with higher temperatures. Yeah. So it's 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 not looking great, is it, is it, Michelle? Well, it's just um, just we, we, you know there's there's a lot of action that needs to be taken now to yeah. to limit to limit the warming and slow it down. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I suppose. Look at hopefully, hopefully, everyone will take action and 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 try and do the best they can. I suppose, but uh, so Michelle, before we let you go, um, would you be able to give us 
a weather report for the coming weekend and week ahead? Um, now, we will have a, um, a bit of a blip there, some rain um, for Sunday. But then, actually, high pressure then is, is building in for the early days of the week, so it's not looking bad at all. It'll be cooler, though, so mild and warm today, and then we'll have some rain Sunday. But high pressure then bringing a good lot of dry weather for um, for the early days of next well, the rain, the rain never escapes, and unfortunately, does it, Michelle? <laughs> but at least it's going to be followed up by some drier days, so that's good. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Michelle, I'm afraid we'll have to leave it there, and uh, it was fantastic chatting to you, and we'll have to get you on another time again in, in the near future. But but until uh, but until then, uh, Michelle Dillon, meteorologist at Midair, and thank you very much for joining us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you very much, Dara. It was a pleasure. My pleasure.